Hey Swifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is the Swiftcast. Coming up on this episode, trainer talk, the announcement season is over, the buying season has begun, what's hot? Sticking with trainers, would you name your new baby after a turbo? We meet a guy who's going to do just that. Plus, the Zwiftcast essential tips for better Zwifting. You need to hear mine. It's a cracker. Well, the other two points of the Zwiftcast triangle are, I'm delighted and grateful to say, present and correct, fresh from, the tri- from a trip to the US of A and bursting with news of interest to Zwifters, is the great man himself, Shane Miller. Good day, mate. Good afternoon. How are we doing, Simon? Uh, very well indeed, thank you. Can't complain. Little equipment mess up at the beginning there, but all sorted out now. And ensconced in Wisconsin, broadcasting Zwiftiness to a global audience is my friend Nathan Gary. Yo, dude, what gives? <laughs> Simon, how's it going? Uh, what gives? What do you mean? What gives with what? You know, what's made you happy today? Um, Lots of time with the kiddos today. So it's getting cold and s'mores and bonfires is what was going on today. Oh, so yeah. uh, that was uh, that was what was going on. So that was nice. Well, uh, strange you should mention, well, not strange actually, but happy you should mention your kids because um, kids and kids' names figures later on in the Swiftcast, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, first, there's a bit of a trainer focus to this episode actually because Shane's just back from Interbike the other bike show, the one that's not Eurobike, and there was much to discuss, which we'll get to shortly. But first, uh, GP Lama, the results, um, as previewed in the last Zwiftcast, of your promised assault on Zwift HQ, accompanied you promised by a, a flock of spitting alpacas, if I remember rightly, <laughs> demanding, that the te- demanding that the text on the screen in Zwift is removed from its current central position to a more conventional lower third position. Uh, how did that go, Shane? Any success, mate? Uh, did we not talk about the weather here first? Did we not talk about uh, how the training's going? Uh, unfortunately, shall nothing, I say, shall nothing I say, to report. Shall I, shall, I, shall I say that as a no? Mm, no comment. No, I was unable to persuade them. Well, um, we'll see how we go. I mean, we're, we're always due for another update. Updates from Zwift, as we know, just drop out of the sky. Sometimes late on a Friday, early on a Monday. We're not quite sure. Fingers crossed it just might pop up or, in this case, pop down to the lower third in the next update. We shall see. <laughs> and, I mean, um, we're, we're, we're going to talk about this later on, but we're, we're nearly at the end now of, I think, eight solid days of Innsbruck. Um, I know you spent a little bit of time kind of off the record, most of it probably, with, with the great man, the King of Swift, the man with the plan, the mighty John Mayfield. Did you, um, did you kind of dare to mention world switching to the John? I did. I did. I had lunch with John. Uh, good catch up, just to uh, get the lay of the land and where things were at. Um, I think he'll warm to the idea that we all want world switching. And when I say all, I mean 100% of people on Zwift, I think, want world switching or the ability to choose worlds. So I think he'll warm to it. It might take a a few more people to just put the idea forward. So if you're listening, you'd like world switching as well. Just just make it known. Just put a comment in either Zwift writers or Zwiftcast listeners. Maybe raise a support ticket with Zwift. Just saying, hey, guys, I'd love to be able to choose my world. I think that might just get him over the line. Nathan, do you think John's persuadable on this? I mean, I know we bang on about it a lot, but I have to tell you, uh, HQ, for listening, we are going to continue to bang on about it because it's really what Zwift has won. Do you think John's listening, Nathan? Yes, I think so. Like you said, plenty and plenty of times. Not sure why the reasoning is for not having it at this point but i do get the feeling a lot of times that it's like this is a really cool idea but it's going to maybe do unknown things Hmm. and then those scary unknowns are just always too scary i don't know so i I struggle as we all do struggle to see a reason not to do it anyway i'm sure we'll return to the subject because it will keep on coming up until swift hq decide perhaps to do something amassy. All right, trainers talking a bit. Numbers numbers guys are steadily climbing on the platform. I mean, I saw 3000 on the other day and you know the trajectory as as the days darken and get cooler apart from in your lovely part of the world, Shane. Um, you know, numbers do start to steadily climb. Uh, last year we sh- saw just shy of 10,000, I think. 
So let's get our predictions for peak Zwift number numbers in early this season. Um, I would think HQ are hoping that we're going to crack the 10,000 barrier at the very least, and perhaps by a significant margin this year. So let's get our guesses in, boys. Nathan, what do you think the biggest number of people on Zwift at one time we will see this winter, and when will it be? Man, uh, 15,000. Yeah. Yep, and I think it will be January twenty third. That would, well, yeah, well, that would that would be a fifty percent uptick. I, I think they'd be pleased with that. I'm going to get in early with my date. I'm going to go January the tenth, which is like a week after everybody says. I've got to do something about my belly. Uh, Shane, your guesses, please. Look, I'm going to go with all the ones. 1,000, sorry, 11,111. So one, 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 all the ones. Make it easy. I think January 2nd, though. I don't know if the general pop is really what's going to push it. I think it's the serious cyclist who's like, oh, really time to start training now. So... My guess, well, I'm, I'm going to be annoyingly compromising here and go somewhere kind of between the two of you. I... I think it, I, I don't think we're going to see 15,000. Uh, sorry, Swift. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, but I don't think we are. I think we're going to see maybe 13,500. And uh, like I say, January the 8th to the 10th would be my guess. It's not going to happen on January the 2nd. January the 1st, everyone's still... January the 1st, everyone's still drunk. <laughs> January, the, uh, January the 2nd, there's that kind of... There's that massive guilt trip, isn't there? That's what I was hoping for. That's what I'm aiming for, yep, yep. January the 3rd, it's like, oh, my God, I've really got to do something about this. January the 4th, you surf the internet. Anyway, I'm not going to go on about this. <laughs> on the 5th, you have Ant Plus connections. On the 6th, it's Bluetooth problems. On the 7th, you're still trying to build the trainer and install the cassette. There we go. Okay, I, 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 I get it. <laughs> the 8 days of Swift. Oh, my gosh. We're singing a song about it. Uh, yeah, it's like the 12 days of Christmas, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, on, and on the 9th, Shane, you, you rather modestly <laughs> forgot to say that they discovered YouTube, GP Llama, and the, you know, oh, or, yeah. All your videos to, fix all first. their problems. Yeah, before you it all up. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, we shouldn't be talking about Christmas in September. It, that's the kind of thing that annoys people. It certainly annoys me. Um, trainers, Shane, let's get on to trainers. An overview of Interbike, please. Um, and specifically, actually, first, I, I'd like to hear what you think about Kinetic's eventual entry into the smart trainer stakes. I mean... I mean, I know they kind of had a smart trainer, but this is like a proper smart trainer. I think it's the R1. People love their rock and roll non-smart trainer with, with a passion. Uh, and now they've got side-to-side swayage, swayage, in their, in their new smart trainer. So... Um, any good? Yeah, look, this was really interesting. I think a lot of people have expected Kinetic to make one of these for a very long time now. Being the uh, the road machine and the rock and roll have been out for a long time. They've got the smart control machines, which are still wheel on. I think everyone knew it was coming. Well, we saw it. Well, technically, we didn't see it at Interbike. It was showcased to us outside of the show, a little bit undercover. Ray and I had a quick look at the thing. We haven't got on and used the full Zwift experience yet. We just got to see the form factor. It was funny. Ray and I, DC Rainmaker and I, both sat side by side and grilled Jason from Kinetic about this. Like, what's the maximum watts? What's the maximum gradient? What's the protocol support? We had, and we were like, one, two, one, two, one, two. I, I felt sorry for Jason. We almost had to sort of give him a <laughs> cup of tea and calm him down afterwards because we hit him really fast with all the specs we needed. Look, the trainer looks pretty good. We had a quick ride on it. It does give that rock and roll feel. So it's about time to see that green machine. Um, I'm going to have a bit of trouble with it trying to make videos with my green screens on it, though, because it's going to disappear. So we'll see what we can come up with there. But the, as with all things, we need to wait to see how they go for our full in-depth reviews on Ray's site, how they perform under the Llama lab test for my stuff. And uh, it should be very interesting. But, yeah, as you said, quite a lot of news from Interbike. Interbike's been a little bit on the downturn recently in Vegas. A couple of, you know, for the last few years has been sort of getting smaller and smaller. Bit of a revival this year up in Reno. And it was really good to go up there myself and meet with everybody. All the manufacturers were there. And uh, yeah, we had a few little leftovers, I guess, or a bit of a dessert from uh, from Eurobike. So just running through my list here, we have Tax announcing the, uh, well, we saw the, the Flux 2 announced. The Flux S has come along, which is the little baby to the Flux 2. It's pretty much a Flux 1 with a you know, re- redefined internal. It's a bit of a cheaper price as well. So two Fluxes and the Smart Bike on show plus the Neo. Let me just stop you there, Shane. I, I, I have to say, I've not spent much time going into this, but... Tax, they're getting like Apple now because like the last iPhone announcement, there's like, for you know, there's like three iPhones announced and you're not quite sure by the designation what each one is and you've got to go and read three blogs to discover what 
the new model might do over your current model. I, fe- I feel a lot of the, the flux is kind of in that territory now. I mean, what what's the, what's the difference with the S? Is it is it is it an S? Is it smaller, cheaper, what? Yeah, well, that's exactly the feedback both Ray and I gave uh, to the team from Tax. But like, we're not quite sure what the difference is between the two. Couldn't you've just come out with version two or something like that? But I think the Flux S again lower price point because it's getting very, very competitive in that mid range. So they've dropped the price on that. The difference between the two, the Flux Two is meant to have a little bit more beefier internals again, a bit of a better ride feel, a little bit more accurate in power. But look, at the end of the day, the real differences between the two, I'll have to put them both side by side and run them through myself. And then I'll present that over on YouTube as well, because even I'm a little confused about why they do two. But yeah, good point. My confusion there is uh, with the the S and the number two look very similar. I just really hope they don't bring out a Flux Z in the future, because we're all going to be a little bit uh, confused if we just quickly glance at these spec sheets. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to focus a bit on trainers because it's it's kind of training time of the year. Um, what are you riding at the moment, Nathan? Uh, I'm currently on a hammer, actually, uh, from Cyclops. Yeah, I've been on it for a while. Uh, it's the only... So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm on a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a hammer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Well, no, I, just, I just want I wanted to bring you into the conversation. I don't want to give any biases. Like, I was about to start complaining <laughs> about other trainers. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to stop right there. You can complain about the hammer if you like. I mean, if, if there's anything to complain about. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, there were some issues with it here and there, but um, it, it works fine. So it gets the job done now. Yeah, look, interesting. Nathan says he's on the hammer because I've just stepped off just this morning, the H2, which is the hammer two. My video on that will be out just after the podcast, actually. So stay tuned for that one on the H2, which is the, again, a revision of the hammer. Probably not version two, but a few enhancements made. So that's coming as well. But uh Look, I'll continue through my list here from Interbike as well, just quickly, because there's quite a few things on show there. Um, as mentioned, the Crown Rollers, which are a really weird kind of roller. Rollers that you ride just freewheeling along, you know, good for leg speed. These ones were actually, um, what would you call it? Not concave, they're, they're convex. So they sort of push up in the center. If you're watching someone on it, you're like, oh, you're going to fall off those things because it's going to push you over the edge. But the way physics works, it keeps you in the center. It blew my mind. I had to do a full video instantly about that. And within an hour of riding them, I had a video up for the guys because I was just blown away and turned on my head about how these rollers actually work. So crown rollers, watch out for Manura. They've been around for a long, long time in the indoor trainer space. So their first direct drive, Stack Zero had the Halcyon, the wheel-on trainer that works with magnets. Really, really interesting. And as you said, they're the uh, the Kinetic R1, direct drive rock and rolls we've spoken about earlier. So quite a few leftovers there. It's it's really heating up in this mid-range space. So for the consumer, it's a really, really good time to be into indoor bikes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, simple question, Shane. If you're, if you're considering buying a new trainer, why would you not buy the Kicker Core? I can't come up with a reason why you wouldn't buy the Kicker Core. It, uh, it's, it builds on the Kicker 1, 2, and th- 3 generations. Um, it has through-axle support. It's quiet. Um, it's a good ride feel with that flywheel. Um, I mean, I've, I've, not, I've, not, I've not ridden one, uh, I have to say, but, but obviously I've seen it. And, and, and this space now is so crowded for consumers. I mean, it is getting a bit like Apple and phones actually now. You know, there's just so many that you kind of, you know, certainly I know your purpose uh, or aim in life or the thing that motivates you to get out of bed in the morning is make life simple for people. I mean, making life simple, simple for people. Why would you not buy Kicker Core? That's, that's kind of what I feel. I, am I right? Yeah, look, there's a few little gotchas there. So while I've just sucked its praises, I'll now stick the knife in. It doesn't come with a cassette, so that's another cost on top of that. You might need a cassette tool to install that. It doesn't have cadence. So if you're quick to connect into an Apple TV and you want that power, controllable trainer and cadence all in the one Bluetooth channel, you're not going to get that. Yeah, I mean, I must say I'm not being paid by Wahoo, but when people come to me, which they do quite a lot, I mean, people in my club and stuff say, what trainer should I buy? I mean, my stock response has always been, get the Neo. <laughs> you know, I don't care what it costs, get the Neo. I think my stock response now actually would be get the core actually you know because because it it, it it does seem a great buy just a great buy anyway enough of that great queue a great queue for the next item for that thank you shane for that um uh and i've had this feature on hold for a few weeks uh, since you're back actually and this is the stack trainer which shane just referenced briefly there uh, and for those who've not heard of it it's very 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 innovative uh, completely silent, and that's because there's no contact of any kind 
in the mechanism that provides variable resistance. Um, it's super clever because it's all done with magnets. Here's a bit more on that. For a trainer which really is like no other, the stack looks surprisingly, well, like a trainer and actually like an old school pre-smart trainer revolution trainer. It's a pretty basic A-frame but the magic happens with a set of calipers which line up with but do not contact your wheel rims. They hold powerful magnets. The initial idea actually came from looking at uh, the braking system on some uh, amusement park ride and seeing that there was a no-contact braking mechanism that, uh, that just used magnets was a pretty interesting concept. That's Andrew Buckrell, the CEO of Stack and one of the founders of the company. To, to the non-mechanical engineer, which would be me, you look at that and you think, well, how can it possibly be accurate to within two, three, five watts? I mean, the, the, the distances and the tolerances must be tiny. So the way we control wattage is actually through a feedback loop, where we make micro adjustments to the magnet position based on what your current riding wattage is. So we take a very accurate reaction force value through the, the load cell that we use to mount the magnets on. And uh, using that measurement and the current wattage of your, your pedaling, uh, we, we will make these adjustments and we will exactly match what you want to, to provide. Um, so it's, it's very accurate, it's uh, within 2% easily, um, and it's very consistent as well, which is the, the key thing with trainers, is the consistency ride to ride. The No Contact Trainer offers full smart functionality. It's got uh, the full simulation mode that you see with all the other traditional smart trainers. Uh, there's ERG mode so it can hold your resistance, your wattage. Uh, there's a lot of other options that you can use for riding. So we've got some uh, functionality in our app to just um, control the interval mode and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of tweaks that you can make uh, to control exactly how it rides. So there's a lot of customizability is that you can, uh, you can actually tweak the power output to match your on-bike power meter. Uh, which means that if you swap bikes, for example, uh, or if your power meter breaks or something like that, you know that the trainer will match exactly what you would see on the road. So there's no question um, whether or not the, the consistency is there. The very best smart trainers are now silent. The Tax Neo's early advantage in this area has now been matched by the new kicker, and the stack, with its no contact resistance mechanism, finds being very quiet very easy. The silence is one of the key things that we're seeing the, the market responding to. A lot of people really like the idea of having something that you don't have to crank up your TV in order to, to ride on the trainer. Uh, the gear train of your bike is the loudest part of it and unfortunately that's outside of our control. Uh, but we have had customers who have said they've been able to diagnose bearing issues and mechanical problems because the trainer is so silent. Um, quite often you can't replicate some of these problems that people are seeing on the road or you can't hear them on the road and if you have it just on a bike stand where it's not loaded, um, then you're not getting the same noise to occur. But uh, yeah, silence is a big part of our value proposition. And the all-important question? Pricing is uh, $7.99 US and it's uh, $8.99 or sorry, $8.99 euros, uh, but the euro price includes VAT and shipping as well, so you don't have to worry about the importation. Um, I mean, it's great to see you at Eurobike, but I get the impression that you're quite a small operation. I mean, can, can you ship in volume? Uh, we can, yes. Um, so we are a small operation, so we're a, a Canadian company that uh, we've started from the ground up uh, and we're continuing to grow. So we've uh, almost doubled, up, doubled our volume from last year, um, but we're, we have production capacity to, uh, to completely scale up to an even higher level right now. With no giant flywheel and a relatively slimline structure, the stack is portable. That's a big advantage, says Andrew, especially for athletes competing in triathlon events. Because it's uh, completely battery powered, you can take it to a race, you can use it for a warm up. You can actually preload a workout so that uh, if you want to do a very specific warm up, you can set it up, execute that, and then you know that you've done everything you can to prepare for your race. Um, but yeah, the portability side of things is something that we also really push. And we, we think that if you're um, uh, an athlete going to an Ironman event, um, you hear more and more about these crashes that happen where cars, uh, Kona is a good example, where there's multiple people who are hit each year training for the Ironman World Championships. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with the roads or if maybe it's a not as bike-friendly bike location, you can train in your hotel room before the big race. Shane, I know you hated its looks <laughs> at Eurobike, and, and to, to be fair, it, it does look a fraction um, agricultural. 
Um, but you you talked to the to the stat guys at Interbike and came away a bit more impressed, if not with the looks with with the tech. Yeah, for sure. They have put a small little cover over it to hide a few of the cables. Now, I would have liked to put a big helmet on the thing and just hidden it all the way. Um, but <laughs> they've done they've done the best they can for the unit itself. So for me, we've already teed off on how it looks. Now it's about how does it ride? How does it go out there? What's the experience? As I said before, what we want is a solution to put our bikes on, get our workout done reliably, accurately, so we can get on with our day. Let's see if it suits all those uh, tick boxes. Nathan, uh, no contacts, which is innovative technology. Now, as, as I get older and wiser, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I tend to steer clear of, of anything that's called innovative technology because it's quite often it doesn't work. Um, but, but, I mean, it is very innovative, this, innovative, uh, no contact, silent, relatively cheap, um, appealing. Would you put money in, you know, get money out of your pocket for, for something like this? I want to know how quickly it responds. One of the main things that I look for in a trainer is how quickly it's going to respond to me and, you know, if I'm going for a sprint or I'm because you're on an inter, especially when we're talking about Zwift, you're on an interactive platform. It isn't just mm-hmm. about changing slowly from interval to interval. You're doing very fast changes in speed and cadence and power a lot of times. And if it can't respond really quickly with the magnets, that would kind of. I don't know. That would be a huge turnoff for me. Um, and then in a big sprint, if I'm trying to push a max wattage indoors, um, that's another one where I'm like, well, how much can it actually handle with the magnets? So it's interesting. I mean, it does look like it shouldn't work. You know, it's just like a couple of magnets. I mean, they almost look like brake blocks uh, over the rims, and it doesn't look like it should work, Shane. But but it it does. I mean, I think the speed of response is very quick because the magnets. And and actually, I mean, if we're talking about magnets, I mean, that's that's how the Neo works. The Neo is full of magnets. I was just about to bring up that exact same point. Uh, a lot of trainers internally work ex- with the exact same principles as we're seeing. Now, the key is we're seeing it on the stack. We can see the wires hang. We can see the thing. That's what I think puts a lot of people away. And uh, all the other trainers that we have, like I'm looking behind me here with the Hammer, the H2 has a massive metal casing on it. It's built like a tank. You can't see what's inside, but inside there, it's electronic resistance control. Mm, interesting. Okay, that's enough trainer talk. Well, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Let's move on. Nathan, uh, what are your children's names, please, if you don't mind telling me and, and the, the enormous global audience of, uh, that listens to the Zwiftcast, your kids' names? Yeah, starting uh, from oldest to youngest, it's Asa, Karis, Kyle, Micah, and when we had number five, we named Milo Paxton and both of those main piece. <laughs> So, okay, oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, no, yeah. that is nice. So, we, you've got a kind of mixture of, of, of traditional and conventional there. Shane, I know you're blissfully free of expensive regrets, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if, you, if, if you had one, a, a boy, let's just say a boy, what, what might you call him? I mean, I'm not asking maybe for a specific name here. Would you go like what people know now as traditional names, like, oh, I don't know, Eric or Mike, or would you go for, you know, river or sunset look i think it'd have to be a choice between two terms i always use i think it'll either be amp plus fec or bluetooth fdms <laughs> for my kids names <laughs> you can't call it bluetooth that's a stronger bluetooth. connection i mean i think bluetooth yeah. has a stronger connection i think that's we gotta go with that i mean and i tell you what that'd be both no of them would be if there was any no dro- yeah exactly dropouts no they'll be in trouble if there's any dropouts <laughs> drop out eat your dinner Bluetooth, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm not sure I can see that working. But but, but funnily enough, a Zwifter <laughs> leapt onto the face, read the big Facebook group recently to ask for ideas for, for a name for his new baby on a Zwift theme. That, I know, the re- but the response was enormous. I mean, it was a really entertaining thread. What on earth was he thinking about? <laughs> I had to find I had to find out some more. Welcome to the Zwiftcast to Sonny Francis Aquino, who goes by Francis. Hi, Francis. Hey, hi there, Simon and Nathan and um, Shane. The other, and, uh, the other guy, Shane, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hi there, guys. You know, every so often a post like this comes along and it just kind of captures people's imagination. And the post said, hey, anybody got a suggestion for a baby name, a Zwift-related baby name? What's the story, Francis? I started Zwifting roughly about same time when we found out that we we're going to have another member of the family early 2018 and then when we figured out it's going to be a boy we were figuring out what would be a creative cool unique name 
nothing really stands out. And the day before yesterday, I was doing the tour of Innsbruck first stage. And I had a bit of an idea. Why don't I throw the, the question to the group and see what, what would be their suggestions? And I was hoping to, to get one, two or three suggestions Having gotten about 300 and was blown away by it, some of them are really, really good ones. And I've heard the big guy, Eric Min, also pitching up with his own idea. I think he favoured Jarvis, which is a favourite of mine, actually. But that's because I like Jarvis Cocker, who used to sing for Pulp. Um, but but and listen, we'll get, into, we'll get into the name choice, if you've made one, in, in a moment or two. First of all, let me ask you, what did your wife or partner or significant other make of this decision to source a Zwift-related baby name? Well, she's kind of like warming up to the, to the idea because we've gotten a few suggestions that are sounding good and make sense because it has to be unique. It has to be catchy. It has to be relevant. Okay, okay. Well, listen, when you say she's warming up to the idea, does does this suggest she thought it was a crazy idea in the first place? In the first place, yes. Yeah, she said they would be calling them Watopia because she knew about the place and she said, and then, and said, yeah, well, they were suggesting it. <laughs> did, did, did the kind of size of the response surprise you? Very much. Like I say, I was doing the first stage of Innsbruck and I couldn't focus it's like I couldn't focus on the ride because I was on my phone reading through the, the messages and I was la- laughing and chuckling. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hold the wheel. <laughs> and some were funny and many were inventive. Cadence was suggested, but maybe better for a girl. Watopia, obviously, with some saying to use it as a middle name. Flyer, people making a point, I think. Axel was clever and so was Alp. Dongle was a bit silly, and I'm not sure Sprocket would work. Pain with a Y was quirky, but kicker, no, too much. Hank is conventional, but a good link to Swift. Same with Scotty. Chain was clever, and actually quite good, I thought. There was a llama and a coal. Think about it. Miles, and then he can go far. Got a few likes. Prester for a girl, Shrada for a boy. Good thinking there. One of my favourites was... Um, why don't you call your new baby FTP and then you can sit back and watch your FTP grow? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I was away with that one too. It's so, so creative. It's so nice. And some really, really creative ones. And then, well, there are lots of um, passionate people and I'm not going to be surprised that they're passionate and creative at the same time. So, Francis, let's get to the favourites then. What, what, what are the top three favourites of yours at the moment? The top three would be, I'm going to go with Third is Jarvis. Second is, well, I think there's only one too because my wife said no, no, not no, another. And the, the, I think the most possible one is Neo. Neo, okay. Which, which, which wouldn't be a coincidence because that's what I'm using as a, as a smart trainer. Tax would be very happy about that. There were a lot of suggestions for ride on. Ride on, yes, yes. That's that's the that's the third one. Oh no, the second the second one because my wife says with a Y instead of with an I works good, but it may he may have to spell it every time he would be asked what's his name. With Neo, it's kind of like straightforward and clicks, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. And um, does does your wife Swift? Is she Swifter? Not yet. Maybe after after we have the baby, she might probably. Well, if you're going to have a baby called Neo, I think maybe, <laughs> or, or Ride on or Jarvis, I think maybe she's going to have to be. That's going to be uh, that's going to be the favorite so far. We, I, I'll make sure I'll post and update the group on what we decided finally. Well, listen, thank you for thank you for giving you know all the forty thousand plus members of Zwift Riders uh, something to think about and and a, and a laugh actually and and a kind of warm feeling actually. That was what I got when I saw it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a really nice post. And at first I thought, how crazy is this? But then the more I read down it and saw the responses, you know, the more it kind of began to make sense. Right. And then I'm very pleased with the response. And I was so blown away with with um, the enthusiasm and the cleverness of the group. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I'm actually a big fan. I listen to your podcast. I re-listen to your podcast when I'm out riding. You're doing a good job, you, Nathan and, and Shane. That's always very good to hear. Thank you very much indeed for saying that. Listen, um, the very best of luck with the rest of the pregnancy, especially to your wife. And uh, of course, the best of luck with, with the birth and uh, the early 
weeks and days and do make sure that you keep in touch and we'll we'll talk again after after the happy day and when you've made a final decision and um thank you very much indeed for coming on and talking about it it's thank been a you real so much guys right on okay uh i mean what uh, what a nice guy and actually i did <laughs> I did kind of warm to the whole thing as I was talking to him, because like many people, I, I, I saw that Facebook group thread and it was like, you must be kidding. <laughs> but but actually having heard him talk about it, I did I did rather warm to it. Shane, did, what, what, I mean, what was your reaction to the to the post, first of all? Did you think it was silly or heartwarming or, or what? Yeah, red flags, red flags straight away. I'm like, WTF, mm. really? Is this really a yeah, thing? But yeah. after listening to his yeah. uh, just his thought process, and when you can hear somebody speak about their ideas and why they do something, I sort of warmed to the idea. I really do like the name Jarvis. That really did uh, ring yeah. a bell with me. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nathan, would you be a bit more open-minded about it? But, I mean, imagine when your kid's 10 and he said, how did you get my name, Dad? And he said, well, I... <laughs> It came from a virtual cycling game. I mean, really, Nathan? Could you? Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be like I got the beta wheels as well because I named it Jarvis. So, no big deal. Like it was all for the beta wheels, the 808s, man, full dish. So, um, uh, no, I don't think I. I can relate about like what am I going to name my kid and just like asking a million people like what do you think just to see if something pops up that you really like because it is going to be about what you really like and I, I'm with that too that Jarvis is pretty cool and I, I mean it's kind of one of those things where you know unless you're set on something like you get as much information as you possibly can so well what if something cool comes out of this so I don't I didn't I thought it was kind of fine yeah. No big deal. Yeah, no, it was cool. So, it, it was, and I, I, in the end, I did, I did rather warm to the idea. But there's still just a little part of me that says, "You can't name your child after a trainer." Anyway, <laughs> you know, good luck, good luck <laughs> to 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 him, his wife, and and the newborn. Uh, and we will we will update listeners on uh, on that when uh, when the happy day happens. Right on. Okay, uh, moving on. Well, pertinent to our early conversation about how many Swifters might make it onto the platform eventually this season, so that caught my eye the other day. Uh, brand new Swifter, Gaz Williams, leapt onto the group and asked for tips and advice before starting. Predictably, he was overwhelmed. Uh, and we've actually, all three of us have been on it a while now, and I think it's easy to forget for new Swifters that there's lots of things that you really need to consider. So I thought it might be useful for new Zwifters particularly, and maybe even veteran Zwifters as a bit of a reminder, to condense all that advice that came up or, uh, that prompted by that question down to uh, a number of essential tips. It'll be a kind of checklist for new and old Zwifters. Um, uh, uh, and I'll add a little bit of uh, Zwiftcast editorial flavour to that list as well. Um, and I'll be asking Shane and Nathan for an extra one. I've got an extra one. It's a bit of a cracker. But let's have that rundown first. Uh, might be obvious for some, but this is the Zwiftcast guide to essential stuff you need to Zwift. Number one, get a fan, maybe two. You'll die without one. Zwiftcast tip, don't bother with the Dyson. They look pretty, but they don't shift enough air. A towel is good in two ways, for mopping the brow and catching the sweat before it seeps into your headset and rots it. Rotting the floor or carpet is not good, so buy a trainer mat. As we've cast tip, the cheap stuff works really well, but the dedicated mats I've used both Wahoo and Elite versions really are good. Number four, get a desk. Keyboard, mouse, bead on, TV remote, remote for controlling fans or AC, you need them all to hand, and the desks built for the job, uh, do the job. Make a pre-ride checklist, nothing worse than jumping on, getting going, and realising you've forgotten something crucial. Do up the rear skewer good and tight, it holds the bike in the trainer, indoor crashes, really are a thing. Don't be that guy or girl. Tunes. You need tunes. Make playlists. Lots of them. Do group rides. They really are fun and motivating. Yes, flyers are annoying, but a well-run group ride is a thing of joy. Swiftcast tip. I've never had a bad experience on a WBR group ride. Other group rides are available. 
Do an FTP test, yes, it hurts, but the results are the basis of your training. Don't skip it. Swiftcast tip, unless you enjoy being the butt of humour, don't post the results on Swift Riders. Give ride-ons. Come on guys and girls, Zwift is a social platform. Don't stint on the socials. Use the companion app on your phone or tablet as a second screen. It makes more things more easy. And finally, accept that no one understands the trainer difficulty setting. Read the Zwift Insider post about it. It will help. Right, here's my edition. I'm terribly pleased with this because I've never, ever, ever seen it recommended anywhere. But I use it all the time. And this is it. It's a back scratcher. A, a what? Um, now, you know how... <laughs> no, no, seriously, our back... You know, they, they're things. I mean, they're things, oh, got, They are things. Well, it's like a... It's, ones that you bought. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like right. a metal claw. Yeah, yeah, it's like a claw. And, and it comes on like a telescopic thing. I mean... I don't know about you guys, but my back, particularly underneath, the, you know, the bib shorts, where the bib, where the bib shorts cross the over, it gets very sweaty. Uh, and my fans at the front, so that does nothing to alleviate the, the itchiness caused by sweat. And I get really, really itchy. And it does drive me mad and it does put me off. So I thought, what can I do about this? And I remember as a kid, my granny had a back scratcher. And I always loved that, going to her house when I was very young. I was, the first thing I used to go for was a back scratcher. I don't know why. But anyway, I went, to, I went on to Amazon and I bought several back scratchers. They're like cheap as chips, little metal claws, telescopic handles, so you can, you can adjust the length of it. I mean, they are completely brilliant, and I use it every time I swift. So that's my top tip. Beat that, Shane. <laughs> I can't. I, I didn't know that were a thing you could buy on Amazon. I might have to put up a few affiliate links there and do some reviews or something of these bags. <laughs> I have never, never heard of that indoor, so you got me on that one. I, I can't beat it. One thing I will add, though, is what I use all the time, and somebody picked deep, deep, deep in the deep web of Zwift riders, somebody picked the GP Llama is always playing YouTube music or something like that when on Zwift. So that's my tip. I've got to have music. I've got to have something pumping away. Otherwise, it's just all noise. So for mine, I've got to yeah. have music playing. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Um, uh, Spotify uh, gets an additional subscription pretty much only because of my Zwifting needs, actually. Um, Nathan, your, your, your extra special little thing that you do that maybe nobody else does. Okay, I'm going to say two that are one. I'm going to say two up front that are kind of <laughs> selfish and then a joke. First, the second <laughs> screen to watch the broadcast. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> secondly, yeah, yeah, yeah. secondly, a lock on your door when you got five kids. You always have a lock because <laughs> when you're in the middle of an interval, you're literally just going to start screaming at someone to go away, but it's going to be unintelligible. Like you're, you're not even going to be saying anything, and they're just going to think you're crazy and always angry when you're riding your bike. Um, but actually, the most pertinent one for sure is an AC unit. You need an mm. AC unit in the room. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, even an open window in the middle of winter blowing you know, cold air in uh, works. But I think the, um, the AC unit with controllable, especially if you're serious about training, um, the ability to manipulate the temperature in, the, uh, in your environment is a whole nother level of stress response you can get out of the body, actually. So environment uh, control when it comes to the temperature is super, super important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, lock on. I'm going to go for lock on the door on that one actually because right. <laughs> one is, is damn side cheaper than an AC unit, and two, I can see it being incredibly practical. Actually, very good tip. Well done, chaps. Well done. Okay, uh, that just this has been on my list of things to talk about on the Zwickcast for ages and ages and ages. And while we're talking about kind of universal experiences and, and things that are also individual, have either of you two noticed? I call it the 35 minute photo glitch. Right. I, you know, I, I swift on a, a pretty good desktop with a pretty high-end graphics card, has to be said. I'm not bragging. That's just the way things are for me. Uh, but every single time... I mean, you could set your watch by it. Every single time I swift, somewhere between 34 minutes, 30 seconds and 35 minutes, 30 seconds, there is like a momentary freeze uh, and and it is momentary it's like by the time blink and you miss it i mean by the time you've registered it it's gone and, and i've always 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 wondered i mean it's literally every time i swift uh, for every, every almost since i've been swifting every time this happens and i've always wondered what it is um shane do you do you see this 
I'm just sitting with my mouth open and I've just done a recording and I record the uh, Llama lab tests that I do, which run for about 38 minutes. Now, in the last section, I'm doing my over and unders and there's always that little hiccup. There's always a stutter. But I've always thought, okay, I've never, ever put it down to the 35 to 32. As you've just said, that's it. I've, I've actually got this captured in a number of videos and it keeps stuttering at exactly that time. I've, I have no answer for that, but I'm just like, that's something I didn't know about that I've always seen occurring and that I've captured. So, so it, does, it does happen. To, does it happen yeah. to you, Nathan? I know what you're talking about only because you just said it. And I've always, I think I've swifted so much and I think it's like subconsciously I know it's there and I just don't think it's one of those things I don't even think about and never thought to like look at the timing or anything. But there, yeah, like early, well, it'd be earlier in a ride for my longer rides. There'd always be this little hiccup. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's tiny. It's tiny. I mean, tiny. It's like... Um, but you're for sure... I'm actually going through old videos right now like to see if at the 35-minute mark I see this. Yeah, I'm going to do about. the same. I'm intrigued by this. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I capture it and I see the stutter and I'm like, oh, that's going to ruin the smoothness of the capture there. But Okay, well... Fascinating. May, I've, le- I've learned something new. Maybe there's a video in it for you. Now, I, th- this 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 cropped up deep, 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 deep on a kind of sub-thread somewhere as a possible explanation. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, God, yeah, of course, that's it. I mean, so I don't know whether this is true. But the only reasonable explanation I've heard for it is that is the point at which Zwift automatically takes a photo. Because, you know, when you, you get a photo uploaded to Strava, um, it comes from somewhere and you haven't taken it. So, so I think Zwift, sometime in your ride, always takes a picture. And I've said the only reasonable explanation I've seen for the 35-minute glitch is, is is that could it be that, Shane? Could it, could it be that? I, I think we're on the money here, and I think we've just sort of automatically started, accidentally, a new science section here for the Zwift cast. Because last time I asked <laughs> about the speed of cars, which I'll refer to in just a moment, but, yeah, if anybody has that or anybody can guarantee or has, has experienced that, and then upload their ride to Strava. If that's where their uh, screenshot comes from, now the screenshot, the initial screenshot that's uploaded doesn't have the timer on it at all. So you'll have to sort of remember where you are on mm. course. So if a Zwiftcast listener can uh, write in, I guess, do, do we write in these days? Type in and let us <laughs> and uh, let us know. I think we've just started a, uh, a, a science um, segment here on the Zwiftcast. But uh, back to the cars, I have had an anonymous tipster come in and uh, do some measurements and the estimation speed of the cars is 200 kilometers per hour so <laughs> they, they are they wish to remain anonymous and how they actually got that information and how they were maybe a little off course to uh see the speed of the cars but i, I thought that was about similar to what i thought they would be but uh interesting little segment i like this one uh, this 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 was uh, just for people who didn't hear the last episode we, we developed a theory or well shane develops theory actually that they the cars that you see in Innsbruck, uh, of which we've seen a great deal recently, uh, the cars that you see in Innsbruck um, uh, go at an unreasonable speed. And wh- what was your formula for working that out, Shane? Remind me, because it was quite clever. Look, what I was going to do is park the bike uh, just a little bit off to the climb. Well, what we're seeing on television last night and tonight and the next night at the World Champs in Innsbruck there in Austria, I was going to park my bike off to the side, use an external camera, so camera mode zero, and then grab the frame rate at 60 frames per second and then measure how many times the car moved and how far the car moved and estimate the length of the car or the truck and then do the calculations from there. That's what I was going to use, but somebody else did it a little better way than that. So I'm still yet to do that. If anyone wants to get the jump, that's that's the theory I'm going to use. But I think the current estimate's about 200 kilometers per hour, the cars in Innsbruck. They're very quick. Yeah, very quick. Turbocharged cars and trucks in Innsbruck. Okay, well, uh, obviously the, the the photo glitch. I am not alone on that. Or if it, it may be, it maybe it's not a screenshot glitch. I, Who knows? But I'm obviously, I'm not alone. I'm wondering when autophotos was introduced because I'm looking all the way back to two years ago at a 35 minute section and it's not there. No, this is three years ago actually. This is this is Richmond. I'm um, looking at here. So, anyways, I'm wondering if because um, I believe autophotos was introduced later um like a little bit later so anyways i think i i know what you're talking about but i'm not sure if it's always been there okay well that is a really interesting little swift mystery i'm sure somebody would, would investigate and and track that one down this is the swift cast the podcast for swifters okay fellas well shall we just for a change talk toys prams histrionics 
legal threats. It can only be it can only be one thing, and that's swift racing. I mean, shall we? Shall we? Shall we go there one more time? Uh, I always have fun. Why? I think it's great. Hey, let's go. Well, why not? Okay. Well, yeah, listen. I'm not going to name this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to name this guy. But I think we probably all know who we're talking about. Because if I did name him, I think he'd probably threaten to sue me. But <laughs> you must have seen this and either kind of wept or laughed or banged your head on the desk or something. Nathan, did you see the thing I'm talking about? I actually don't pay any attention to those things anymore. Like, I actually don't even, like, I don't even open them up. I, I kind of scroll through. Oh, there's something happening, obviously, over there. Okay, bye. I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> it's just like, oh, there's something, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good policy. For those lucky few who did miss this, I mean, this dude posted some extraordinarily good numbers. I mean, so good, you know, too good to be true. And swore blind. I mean, probably not in his children's lives, because that's, that's a horrible thing to say. But he swore blind that they were right, and he threatened to sue people who said they weren't. But, like, everybody knew that they weren't right. So, um... And the main target of his threats was was swift power. So far, so bad. Um, Members of the community patiently explained what was likely to be going on here and incredibly, unbelievably strong rider dude goes and gets himself a new trainer. Guess what? His numbers plummet. Uh, And he responds with some pretty graceless feedback, actually, and then to everyone's pretty much open-mouthed and slack-jawed astonishment. He again threatens to sue, sue Zwift Power unless they expunge from the record, remove, delete forever his old dodgy numbers. The ones that he said were right, if you remember. Anyway, uh, all of this was done in a manner that, you know, I think most people would agree was something less than polite and completely fails to acknowledge that, you know, Zwift Power is a volunteer-run community-based project. Shane, I know, I know you saw this, and I think you were probably as as despairing as I was and everybody else was really. Ah, where do I start? Yeah, for sure. Look, I'll keep it brief on this one. A lot of the work, actually all of the work that I do is trying to um, take people to a better place, have a better experience indoors, either by themselves or with others, with interaction, with technology. Just you know, stepping off the bike, you should be a better person. If anybody, anybody at all threatens that or has the ability to or cause a worse effect for everybody else or negatively impact the experience of others. Now, I'll go on record and saying I try and be a nice guy. In this instance, I won't be. If anybody has that effect mm. at all on the masses, they need to be thrown out and gotten rid of and dealt with straight away. Goodbye. You are not to be dealt with. Yeah. You should never, ever be in a position to negatively impact everyone else trying to have a good time or being better people. So in this case, I'm very yeah. strong on this one. Cut this thread off cut this instance off the terms and conditions should take care of people like this and i know in zwift the terms and conditions have been breached many many times by many people in the community and nothing's been done these people need to be dealt with and moved on kicked out of the groups they should not be able to contribute i i think the aussie approach is is bang on there nathan don't you i mean zwift power for stars should just say okay guy you're off. You're banned. Yeah, I think uh, you DQ him. You attempt to explain like people did, and then you just let him go. I mean, it, it, he obviously doesn't really have any interest in participating in a manner that is, you know, uh, positive for himself or anybody else. Um, you know, what do you do with people like this? I think is one of, one of the things too that you were saying. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people fooling themselves though. When Alpha Zwift first launched, and I'm looking at the leaderboard, it drove me crazy. I guess I'm kind of graceless though a little bit, and and don't have as much mercy just to be, being a coach who's watched my own numbers for. I mean, I got to remember how long it took me when I first got in, uh, introduced to Watts. Have years before I really got a like impulsive knee-jerk reaction response that that's what that watt is that's what that watt is that's what that wattage is and but like i think a lot of people don't have that kind of experience at all with wattage and so they make that their ego gets in the way and assumptions get in the way and i ride with fast guys get in the way it's just a human on a human level i guess me i mean you know the guys that runs with power let's not forget are volunteers and and you know you do wonder what kind of effect this has on them so a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Glenn Knight, uh, one of the main men behind Swiftcast, uh, behind Swiftcast, Swift Power. Um, I just uh, whistled a bump and asked him, you know, to give me a kind of human reaction to it. And this is what he said. 
we've made a lot of changes to policies and things like that with the help of Swift. So they've been very, you know, they've been very supportive. So we know that we've got a kind of firm backing uh, legally from a legal standpoint, as long as we're not being discriminatory, which I'm not aware that we have it intentionally. Is it fair to say that you feel your legal umbrella is now sufficiently watertight to tell these people in the politest possible terms to go away and calibrate? Well, I think we're in a really fortunate position in that we do have the support of Swift. Swift have helped us get our legal uh, shop in order, if you like. So, you know, we're fairly confident. I mean, that's not to say it doesn't hurt. It, and, you know, that's not to say that I don't have sleepless nights because somebody has threatened to do these things to us. It, 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 it does get you down, even though you know you're in the right and you've not done anything wrong. Like I said, as long as we stick to the rules um, and do what we say we're, we've, we're going to do, we, we're, pretty, we're in a pretty strong position. Always good to hear from you, Glenn. I'm, 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 I'm sure everybody in the community will be delighted to hear that you do feel you've got robust legal protection against against stuff like this. A final question, mate. Where are you? What, 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 that, are you on a fight? Are you in a farmyard? <laughs> uh, I've just popped out of the office. I'm sat in a park at the moment. So, <laughs> ducks. Yeah, sorry. I have tried to move away from them, but they seem to be following your voice, Simon. <laughs> Okay, a few little bits of news before we wrap up on this one, which is absolutely flown by, actually, um, as it always does. Um, Congratulations. Really, really should say congratulations to Tanya Erath, the winner of last year's Academy, um, who finished her season with a sprint jersey on stages one, three and five on the Ardèche International Race. Um, I've personally not heard yet, why should I? But I've not heard yet whether her contract will be renewed for next season. I kind of think it will be. She's actually done very well this season, Shane. I've watched her very closely. Um, and, you know, she's not won much. But to be honest, that's not been her job this, this season. It's been to be a good teammate. I think Tanya is a really good validation of that particular aspect of the academy, the whole academy schemes. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, look, for sure. I've got to say that every time I see a picture of Tanya, she's got a big smile on her face. So it's absolutely fantastic ambassador for both Zwift, the Academy, and for women's racing in general. Speaking of which, the women's race is on very, very soon. Actually, it starts in a few hours in Innsbruck. So I'm very keen to see how, uh, how everyone goes over there, especially her teammates in that race. Um, Innsbruck, eight straight days we've had of it, Nathan. I think that's pretty much the first time anything like that's happened, that Zwift have committed to such a long run on one course. Has it been a success? Do you, I mean, we know why they've done it, obviously. And, and some ways, why, why wouldn't they, really, if, uh, if they have a faithful reproduction of the world's course, the world's run, all the Zwift guys are in Innsbruck, you know, they want to be showing off their course at the pop-up clubhouse they've built. Um, but, but, of course, most people aren't in Innsbruck, you know. Like, <laughs> just about every Zwifter is not in Innsbruck, and they've had eight straight days of a course that some people find a little limiting. Has that been successful? I think from uh, what you talked about there on the marketing side of things, it is successful on um, on the ground there. I mean, to not have Innsbruck up and running, but I guess they could do a world swap. So you could just world swap, you know. Mm-hmm. If we if we if we could world swap, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, you know, on, well, well, there's ways to world swap. You can just put in world spot, you know, you know, Zwift, it's a little shout out to Zwift Insider and just head on over there for world swapping. And, but um, <laughs> the, uh, I think, um, you know, so there's a workaround there, but I think they're, they're trying to make a statement though, too. I mean, they weren't as involved at Richmond, you know, when they made the Richmond course. And I think there is a statement being made about um, more involvement with, um, the UCI more involved. I mean, did you see the announcement after the race today with the Innsbruck race with the junior um, world team members? They announced it as the UCI cycling junior Zwift world champions. Like that was, or, or UCI, like it was something along those lines, the title. So I think there's like something more being said by saying during world championships, we will have eight days of the world championship course. I would expect more of this in the future in order to coincide with the calendar of cycling more. So I think that's a success to do that and have kind of have everybody on the same theme um, as a community. Uh, now, whether or not that plays in people's minds, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I should be careful. I should put my words carefully on this because, of course, the, the world's next year 
is in Yorkshire and, and is on literally my home roads. I mean, they, they've announced the routes this, uh, this, this very week. And I know all of the, those roads literally like the back of my hand. I mean, I've ridden all of those roads countless times. So no doubt I'll have a very, very different attitude when, as Swift surely will do, uh, they produce a special Yorkshire course next year. Uh, and then no doubt my attitude will change, you know, 180 degrees out of all recognition because I'm fickle like that. Um, Shane, what, uh, what, um, what's rocking your world at the moment, mate? What's next couple of videos we can expect from you yeah look uh, coming out in just a few hours hopefully before the women's uh, professional world championships kicks off will be the hammer h2 sorry not the hammer they've dropped the hammer it's oh, only called they? the h2 trainer trainer video will be out that's been a, a bit of a production for me um there's a ton of uh, what i call a tale of content from uh, interbike mm. lots of products lots of samples lots of things rocking through the door to check out and have a look and just share my experience with so yeah keep an eye on those ones um Tell me one thing you've not told us about your visit to HQ. Um, they're already at capacity in their new building. No, that was a surprise. Really? So they've actually they've, they've moved they've moved from one location to the other because the other um, at um, the, well, I guess their first site they were on um, it became bikes and bikes and bikes and doors. There's just people everywhere bumping into each other. So they'd relocated. So I'm like, oh wow, we're going to be able to swing a cat in here. I've jumped in the uh, the new office and. It's still full. They're hiring that many people. It's uh, it's good to see the company's really, really growing and really expanding. Um, what else? But the lunch area is still about the same. So the amount of bars I could uh, put in the back pocket was still only about the same. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> but that is amazing. Have they filled that place up already? I mean, what 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 yes, what, have, what yeah. must the headcount be now? Then I mean, last time I spoke to anybody who knows these things, I think they said. 210, 220. Has it gone up significantly from that, do you think? Well, in Ojai earlier this year, that was 160, 170. Now, this, that was still this year we're in Ojai at the at the offsite there. So I, it's got to be pushing past 200 for sure. Um, and that's just locally there, physically working. Now, we know they're a dispersed company, so they're all over the world. I know there's been another hire in Melbourne here as well, just down the road from here. So it's gone crazy. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully, we will see the outputs of all these uh, all these extra uh, people at Swift, um, uh, and we know you know it should be should be a busy autumn fall. Um, Nathan, what's what's big in your world, fella? Oh well, today we had that uh, obviously the Innsbruck Worlds Juniors Junior Worlds on uh, Swift. That was pretty cool, and then we're looking forward. To, uh, it looks like probably Chop Racing most likely is going to be on the docket. It's really popular. And down under over the winter over there, which uh, down in your area, Shane. So I think we might uh, stick with that. I think uh, also prime time um, on another day of the week, we're going to get into some more racing. I think two days a week with racing with ZCL stuff. That's about it. And then maybe getting into a little bit of cycling shape. I've backed off a little bit. So I was going to say, I was going to ask you, are you fit at the moment? Uh, in another way, I've been hitting the weight room following the Buff Mama saga more. So. <laughs> If nobody knows what that's all about, Lindsay's uh, Lindsay's uh, competing in weights a little bit. So uh, been in the in the and so I, I don't know if I get back on the bike for next year, that only benefit actually though. So um, getting stronger. Shane, are you going into your outdoor season in in good shape? I mean, you've been so busy with work. Oh, look, I've spent six weeks of the year in the U.S., so shape is what I'm in, um, not fitness, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I've, I've just stepped up. I'm, uh, I'm now calendaring. I'm tracking my TSS again. There's a little bit of software that's been released that now has sort of future planning of uh, where you can take your fitness and things. I'd sort of ignored that for a long time, but now I see the beauty of doing that. I can see where my next session's coming from or what TSS it's going to put me at, what fitness I'll be at. So I've started that just this week, tracking that, and things are looking good already. I'm motivated to get out and do more case. Yeah. You know, we can mention the words. We can mention the words, uh, Trainer Road. Um, and that actually was an interesting release this week from them, wasn't it? Um, a big a big release for them, I think. A very big release for them. Yeah, look, I think it uh, it really fills a gap. Now, people say, you know, Zwift versus Trainer Road, are they competing? Well, I think Trainer Road have pulled a very, very good rabbit out of the hat. Rather than going up against Zwift, which they really can't compete in the 3D social environment side of things, they can the workout side of things, they've turned around 
pointed the guns straight at Training Peaks, straight at Strava, and said, we're going to do this ourselves and do it better. And they kind of have. It's really, really handy. So the value there for me, which, yeah, so I'm using Trainer Road for my scheduling and my future planning of rides. And uh, it's it just integrates into one system. It's something Zwift really, really need to have in play. They've got sort of training plans there, but there's no scheduling and, you know, future planning of where things are heading. It's, it's Things are really, really getting interesting in this software space. And in Reno, there was many, many conversations about what's happening off to the periphery of this software world uh, that we all know as Zwift. And, uh, yeah, I, think, I think the competition we're seeing in the trainer space is now moving over to the software space. Really interesting times. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that's a, an absolutely excellent point you make there, actually, is that the trainer road, they're not pitching themselves as a rival to Zwift on the things that Zwift undoubtedly do a million times better than trainer road. But they are pitching themselves as an alternative or or a complement, actually, to Zwift. Um, uh, an alternative for, for, for different things, not, not the same things, if you know what I mean. So uh, smart move by them, really, really smart move by them, actually. And I think that, 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 will, do, that will do very well. Um, okay, excellent. Well, that is it. Unless there's anything you'd like to add, fellas. Uh, another highly entertaining hour of my life spent talking to you boys about um, matters various related to indoor training. Uh, but we'll be back for a new episode. Ooh, if I said sometime in the first three weeks in October and we will probably have a new course, would that Ooh. be giving too much away, do you think? Do you think that would be giving too much away? <laughs> no, well, I, I think, think we're due for a new course, aren't we? Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see how, uh, how things... I don't know. I mean, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think I'm probably safe in saying that sometime in October we're going to see New York. I'll I go mean, with you. Yeah, there. whether it's first two weeks or not, who knows? But anyway, we will be, we will be, we will be back. The next Swiftcast, I really hope, will have reaction to uh, to the new New York course. And thank you, boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very entertaining as ever. Hope people have enjoyed listening as much as we do enjoyed chatting. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thanks, Simon. Bye, Thanks, Nathan. Bye. Just the usual reminder that whilst we're extremely grateful for Zwift's support of the Zwiftcast, the company don't influence anything we say during the broadcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.